at that time. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm going to use the official channel. Uh, first thing is the Pledge of Allegiance. We have a flag right here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And we'll take a look at the agenda. Anybody have a copy? I'm looking for a motion to approve the agenda. Take a second to go through that. Uh, Terry Hauser, Administrative Specialist, Area Agency on Aging. Loudoun County for 48 years now. 
We were founded in 1975, and our mission has not changed at all in that time at all. So we are providing lifelong support to adults with disabilities, and that support comes in the form of day support, transportation, and employment. So who we serve right now is about 185 adults. And within that population, I would say 65% live in Loudoun, 35% live in Fairfax. That is our operating area, those two counties. Within that population, I would say 55 and over is approximately 25 to 30% of the people that we support. Now, of the population, we, we get that, pop, that, that population who's eligible to participate in services. Dr. Silverman made sure that I would address the <laughs> Here we go. Uh, first thing is the site evaluation. We are supporting adults with disabilities. That site evaluation will confirm that there is a disability of some kind of mental, developmental, or whatever the case may be, that will be outlined for us. And that site evaluation will also sort of give us an idea of what program might be the best fit for you. The second thing is we are a nonprofit, but our services do cost money. So a funding source of some kind has to be in play for that. Medicaid waiver, county funding, private pay. Third thing is that it should be a resident of Loudoun or Fairfax County. And if private pay is the option that they chose to pay, it doesn't really matter. If they're not using our transportation, they can live in Canada. And then the last thing is they've got to be a good fit for our programs. And normally, what this boils down to is that if an individual has violent tendencies, it's not going to be a good fit. That would be putting our other participants in danger. We're not equipped for that. But that is who we support. So our programs. Day support is the first one that I'll talk about. And the form that I pass out to you guys is just a brief overview of who we are and what we do. And I'll kind of use that as a talking point for the presentation again. Uh, but our day support program is a nice mix of educational and recreational activities for individuals that want to be a bigger part of their community or want to have a meaningful day. And that's the statement that we use often. What does a meaningful day mean? Each of us, well, it's different for everybody. It's the same at Echo. So, this is a person centered program where we will help those individuals identify what a meaningful day is and then take that to them forward as, as far as how they can achieve that meaning. That, that goal is sort of reviewed quarterly and then adjustments are made when appropriate. So, somebody's goal may be to join the workforce, somebody's goal may be to kind of do hard. So everybody's goals are different and we are well situated to help individuals serve to learn how to make that day a reality. There is crossover between our day support program and employment program. There's a few different reasons for that. Sometimes folks change their mind. They may see their friends doing these cool jobs like making amazing dog biscuits and they want to do it. So we'll help them pursue that goal. Other times it's the fact that the people that make the rules for Medicaid waivers don't talk to the people that make the rules for minimum wage. So as that minimum wage rises, people that have that Medicaid waiver, if they continue to work 40 hours, will lose their house because they've earned too much. So in that scenario, we've got help. So two days of day support, three days of employment, we'll 
eventually goes to zero. But it's not right. Um, and then lastly, sometimes folks get tired. Eventually, I'm going to want to stop working too. So people will settle down. Now, a lot of our 55 and over population is in the day support program. And because of that, and because of who we are, community integration is a big part of what we do. Our fleet of vehicles enables us to pursue that as an initiative for us. So twice a week, we will be out in the community. You'll see our vans out. We go to Friends of Homeless Animals, to cuddle kittens and walk the dogs, or we'll go out for lunch with our friends, or we'll go to the Air and Space Museum. So there's an interesting mix of recreation mm -hmm. and to speak a little bit more about that, music appreciation, arts and crafts, self-advocacy, safety, these are all popular topics within that basic program. Since we are a Medicaid service provider, we're looking at the seven to one ratio of participant to staff. That's absolutely must, we must maintain that. As we go out in the community, that ratio gets a little bit more strict for us, something like four to one. So staffing challenges are there, but fortunately for us, we're in a very good spot. So Medicaid uh, required a seven to one ratio for our day support services. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody had a intense medical need where a full time nurse was needed, that's not going to fit into that seven to one ratio. So that would be another one of those things that would prevent some. Um, our transportation program, it's easy to kind of gloss over that, but honestly, it's one of the most important parts of our, our services here. So we bought our first vehicle in 1975 for Cal. I'm not sure how they did that. I don't know how they did that, but they did realize the value of the transportation department. It's been part of what that was done ever since then, and it will always be what we do. And partially because for the the world, the human services world that folks that we serve, oftentimes the biggest impediment to them being a bigger part of the communities is absolutely transportation. So now we, we do have 31 vehicles traveling 34,000 every single month. And for the most part, that's door to door service from the individual's home to their echo program. There are a couple parts of the outskirts of Fairfax where there's a community pickup point. We can't have folks spending the entire day on the bus, so that's kind of what we have to do to make that work. But it's not just as simple as allowing for community integration. It's not just as simple as getting these folks to work. It's bigger than that. So if my daughter needed the services that Echo provides, a very real choice for me is to either be a full-time caregiver and chauffeur, or have that Echo bus show up take my daughter to her program, and now I can be, become part of the workforce. Mm -hmm. And that is a very real scenario for many families that we support. So the transportation is a, a huge part of the value that I think we offer to those communities. In addition, those vehicles are situated to get a wheelchair in and out of a vehicle. Now, if you're living in a group in a wheelchair, you may or may not have access to a vehicle that has that lift. So ask yourself the question, what would you do? How would you go out to lunch with your friends? How would you do any of those things? And the answer is, you might be waiting for the Echo vehicle to allow you to do that. So we definitely go out 
Employment. So our first contract was with the FAA in 1976. They hired us in Mother One. And we used that as the basis of our group support and employment model. We've been mowing that along since 1976. We were deemed essential personnel during the pandemic. So we go mow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let that contract go, that's for sure. Uh, but we use that model to form our group support employment. So that's a team of uh, participants out in the community, to a job site, doing a job with their job. <coughs> For a very long time, that's the model that we followed. We found a partner with Anova or Jamelia Research Campus or any number of businesses around town, and that's how we provide employment opportunities for the people who support them. It's true minimum wage or Absolutely. 100%. Workshops that we do a good job with. Yeah, workshops, there are ups and downs with that. There were a lot of people <laughs> that took advantage. There were a lot of people that took advantage of passing in the way. Without question, every echo participant is So that model, that traditional model of group supported employment worked great for us for a number of years. When the pandemic hit, that's when everything changed for us. When I say that we had to change how we pursue our mission, this is why. We were shut down like everybody else for about two months. And then when we invited everybody back, we realized we had nowhere to send anybody. We had no jobs because everybody was shut down. Mm -hmm. So it was at that moment we decided to, sure, let's reestablish those community relationships. But also, let's start some businesses of our own so that we will never be in that position anymore. <laughs> So we started three businesses in the heart of the pandemic, and the Barkery was the first one. <laughs> we're making dog biscuits. Mm -hmm. When we started, we were not experts in the dog biscuit world. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, but we are now. So these cute little packages are now for sale in all of the Whole Foods markets in the Mid-Atlantic region. So that's from Jersey down to Virginia, every week. Uh, we're in 60 other retail groups that are wholesale news products, and we've got a beautiful website where we're selling them as well. But most importantly, there are 15 individuals that are employed at the Barkery that we know this is ours. We own this, and we can have that opportunity forever, regardless of any pandemic or whatever. The world knows it is a fun place to work. And it is an interesting operation. So we've scaled that up. Where my background is hospitality, I'm a chef by trade. So when I first started, I went in and cranked out as many dog biscuits as I could. Two hours, I mean, 400. That seems like a lot. For the people who were supporting, they were having a hard time reaching that level. And even that level is not enough to provide for all these whole foods markets. Yes. So we purchased the, we found the one guy that makes the machine that automated this to the point where now we're making 400 every minute. So oh my gosh. It's, it's a pretty interesting huh. operation. Yeah. You say this all in Whole Foods only? Is that the only thing? So no, so we've got 60 different retailers around town, so a, a couple of different pet shops, there's any number of dog groomers, uh, great country oh farms, and so we've got great retailers. Wow. 
I've got a business card in the back of the sheet that I gave you. Yeah. And you can scan that QR code and take your way to their website as well. So dogs go nuts for these things. They are all nice. There's only six ingredients in them. And it is a fun opportunity for the community. Where do you, where is this facility? It's on Ashburn Road in Ashburn. Would you like to buy where? <laughs> so that is going well for us. The intent of all three of these businesses is to make a profit so that it can support our transportation and support our day support ventures. Uh, we want to be sustainable and be around for another 48 years. That is the intent of these. Not one of them is making a, a single dollar just yet, <laughs> but we think that this is the year for the bar. So are they all the same size, and, and can I ask how much something like that sure, is? Sure, absolutely. So we've got three standby flavors that are all year round, peanut butter, chicken, and bacon. These are eight-ounce mm. bags, so I don't know if the number of biscuits is the same in each bag, uh, but they're also seasonal flavors. So the next one coming out is sweet potato for the holidays. Oh, mm -hmm. so my friends over at View of Heaven Farms donated the sweet potatoes. Oh, nice. Those that'll change. Uh, we retail these for ten dollars a bag. Okay. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but they're actually a little bit cheaper at Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> but about ten dollars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and so that's the size, the eight ounce bag. This is the only size bag. So, it, is there a recommendation as to how many of those treats a, a day you should be giving out or not giving out? <laughs> so, it's because we can't question read. more more for your back, depending. Okay. On Okay. I can tell you that I give my dogs one or two. Yeah, it looks like it reseals, which is yes, mm -hmm. that's good fun. So dogs can open things that aren't sealed. Yeah, you want to keep that. So, profitability, you said it's not quite yet profitable. So, I'm wondering, is that just the operation, or you're including trying to support it? You know what I mean? I do. So it's not just like any business that you would start your first year, you're going to have a hard time. Our costs are definitely higher because we are paying that minimum wage to every single participant here. So we've got a challenge with our labor costs, but it's one that we're going to overcome, quite frankly. So as we continue to pick up retailers, we continue to pick up whole food farms and sell more. That's how we're going to achieve profitability. And as we hit the sort of bottlenecks in production, it's enabling us to become more efficient. Buying a bigger beehive, a bigger mixing machine, buying an 80-quart mixer, which costs $25,000. But that's the next thing that's needed for us to push this forward. So within this year, it will be profitable within this program alone. Then mm. that profit will go into Echo as a whole to support everything else. That's great. So right now you're able to keep 15 people employed. Yes. So, which is awesome. Yes. And then eventually. Correct. And as it grows, that 15 will become large. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, going back to the employment, how how many seniors are involved in the employment part of it, not just the day support? And are there specific yeah. projects that you have, like maintenance or whatever, that are um, 
vote him, you can use the senior population more. Sure. Like, do you see more people doing dog biscuits or selling candles or whatever? Yeah. Which so I don't have that with the number that you're saying about the top yeah. But with the three businesses, I've only talked about one so far, but yeah. with the three, why this was so great for us is that it diversified our climate. So everybody, regardless of the age, has different views and skill sets. So you've had the farm as a work site. Not everybody wants to go on the farm. It's outside. It's hard work. So the businesses that we have operate different seeds. So we do see some of our seniors like to make dogs. We do see some of our seniors like to make candles and jewelry and dead hats and stuff. We've got another program. Called inclusive solutions. Where, uh, I'll share the story with you yeah. uh, about why that's valuable for our student population. Mm -hmm. So I think as I move on a little bit, that's nice stuff. Oh, mind you. <laughs> so, when did you start the Echo Barkery? Was it last year? No, no, oh. 2020. Okay. 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 Blue Elegance was the second business that we started, and the progress in this program to me is amazing. When I started at Echo, it's about two years ago, and this was just an idea to pass time, to be honest with you. It was a giant Ziploc bag full of mismatched plastic beaded jewelry, and I didn't know what to do with that. Who, who are we going to sell that to, and how is that going to be a business? Candles were not pretty. So we started with that. We developed it into this. So we came up with the branding, the logo, and on the back, a little bit of our messaging, empowering individuals for life. This is a nice spa type quality lid. Beautiful sense. Let's face it though, we're in Loudoun County. If we want to be successful here, we have to speak Loudoun County. I think the quality of this candle does that. And since that moment, we've developed our other product lines into craft-made soaps like we have here. This is sunshine and lemons. It's a very fun activity for our participants, and it's right the speed for a lot of our senior participants as well. The candle is made of 100% soy wax, so that oh, means when you melt it, you pour all over yourself. It's warm, but it's not pretty safe. So fun and safe. Wow. Is that we've got folks that love to knit. So oh. I actually stole this hat from my wife this morning because she, this is a blue elegance hat. She was a little upset with me that I took it from her, but I wanted to show you guys. It was made by Echo participants, as was this one. So product lines and the quality of the products have gone nice. through the roof. Which is great, but more importantly, Ooh. it's fun for our participants. There's transferable skills being taught and to be run as a business. That mismatched bag of jewelry is long gone. Now it's natural stones and crystals, matching sets of jewelry earrings and necklaces. You've got repeatable patterns, which is important. If you own a jewelry store and you want to sell these products, you want to make sure you're getting those back important. That is an important part of this. Uh, in the last year, we have designed a new website. It's beautiful. It's show, showcasing all the products that we have. 
Uh, and we've also opened a retail shop as well. Yeah, it's at our headquarters. So it's 71 Where can we go? So it's right, it's not far from here at all. It's right off of 7 and down to the parkway. I, I would like to offer all of you guys some support. I think it's there's, there's a lot to see at Outpost has Porter. You can see all these products being made in the post. So awesome. oh, we need a field trip. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah, need to go. Tony, we need a field trip. Yeah. So, we need a field trip. Yes. Yeah, I want to go there. Are working, so some of the people are working in the um, retail shop? 100%. So, as a nonprofit, we're not expecting our location to draw a million visitors to the retail shop. But what that's doing is it's creating opportunities for people we support. So now, customer service, running a cash register, yeah. stocking the, the display case, all of that's part of the mission now as well. So, the number of transferable skills and the level of engagement with our participants and the public, yeah. it's, all, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good that. stuff. So, you can see. Those individuals making the products and serving the customers through any of the especially on a tour. Um, so this is now treated as very much a business where inventory is being taken. There's barcodes, there's uh, the repeatable patterns that I'm talking about, the product plan that you've developed. This is now a program that has a level of pride associated with it that's to be that's to be work. That's, this is amazing. And, and these, are, these are real products that are a viable way for Echo to, to help us be sustainable and provide more support for the people that, that we Question. Yes, Have you noticed, I mean, from the time a person starts with you guys, um, have you noticed a change in cognitive abilities and emotional stability. So it's different for every person, but yes, absolutely is the answer to that question. There's one young woman, uh, I say young woman, she's probably close to senior age actually, yeah. uh, but she, uh, she's she got a soft spot for me and vice versa. Uh -huh. Now Megan, she she's not okay with visitors. If they're with me, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But anybody, that, anybody else that walks through that program, yeah. She was not okay with visitors in the space. But when we were opening this retail shop, we warned her, Megan, we've got six months to work through this. Here's what's going to happen. We really need you to be able to embrace this. Are you okay with this? And it was a slow six months for her. But right now, if anyone be walked into that shop, she'll be the first one to say hello. Oh, my God. Oh, that's not what FAA is. It's 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 not what So our participants are making the double. We're scaling the recipe. Every single one of these is a group supported for the site, just like the guys that mobile monitor the FAA. But the people that are, are there, the job coaches, they're not there to make dog biscuits. They're there to make sure that our participants are moving forward and have all the tools that they need to succeed. How long do people stay in that book? And like, you have to allow other people to come in. So how let's just stay? It's a tough, it's a tough equation. You know, we're providing lifelong support. That's the mission. 
So if somebody really wants to be part of the Blue Algae program, then doing a great job. I love it. I mean, it's only two years old at this yeah. point, so yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to answer that. Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned job coaches. Are those yes. employees all employees? So those are employees of Echo. Right? So Echo has about seventy-five staff members to support the hundred twenty-five participants. Yeah. And then the last business that we started is called Inclusive Solutions. And this one was by accident. So when the pandemic hit all of our job site, we had 96 jobs out in the community at that point. 72 of them disappeared and never came back. Wow. And that's for a number of different reasons. So Rahab was one of our partners. They're a huge company that has international an international footprint, but their business model changed. They couldn't support a team anymore but they wanted to support us. So they offered us work to do at Echo's headquarters. It was sink or swim for us. We said, sure, let's, let's do it. Uh, it was this giant display car that they were using to sell their materials to their customers. So imagine a sample car that's got 16 different blue dots on it and 16 different materials. They're selling those materials to their customers. That's very difficult to automate. So it's perfect work for our team. So we took that from them, and that was an amazing opportunity right at the moment. But then we realized we could do this with the other businesses around town. We've created another 15 jobs for other participants here. What else can we do? So we found partnerships with CIS and EIT. Those are both uh, companies that produce IT equipment of one kind or another. So EIT, they're, they're manufacturing surveillance equipment. That equipment needs to go into a box, and that box is pretty fancy with perforations all over the place. You could probably figure it out if I gave you enough money, but it's, it's not that easy of a thing. They've got a choice. They can either have their engineers pull boxes, or they can allow us to pull those boxes. So that's a contract. They're paying us to do that work, and we're creating opportunity for the people that we're supporting. Now, you might not think that a box folding party is a thing, but I can assure you that it absolutely is. So we're creating win-win scenarios with people that are manufacturing things. There's a bottleneck in their production that we can help them overcome. And most of the time, it's work that they don't want to do or don't have the ability to do. And it's work that we really want to do. There's a company called Thousand Oaks Barrel Company. They make 3,000 different customizable products. And a lot of them require stickers. We're putting those stickers on products for them. And Ryan told me that we have 750,000 stickers to put on products this year. And you can have wow. them all if you want. Ooh. Sure, we'll get them. <laughs> so that sort of work is happening at the Inclusive Solutions at Echo's headquarters. So that would be part of the work. So actually, we would charge we charge Brian for the contract by the pattern or by the case, so that he's putting the onus of efficiency on us. We're still paying our participants the, at that hourly rate that we want to pay them. But for Brian, if you're comfortable with this contract, we're we're charging by the case. Okay. By the that makes sense. The reason I'm asking these questions is this is actually my first. That was actually my first. I'm not just a minute. Oh, only for way a long time. It's the version. Fantastic. And I love to watch the breath and what you're doing with it. 
And I would like to pay people for yeah. what I'll give two dollars and some. That's not okay. No, it's come it's a long way. Uh, our very first executive director, uh, <laughs> Judy Rumfeld, unfortunately passed away a couple of weeks. Uh, but as part of the tribute to her, we were able to post the very first paycheck that an Apple participant was receiving, Jenny Hanniak paycheck. Source of some kind. So while we are a nonprofit, yeah. we've got 75 employees, 31 vehicles, insurance, all those things that we have to pay for somehow. So normally a participant would pay for those services either with a Medicaid waiver or with county funding. That's 99.9% .9 of how people pay for the services that I know. Uh, we do offer private funding as an option. And I think we've got more opportunity to may do that. But normally it's a Medicaid waiver. Yeah. Or okay. Thank you very much. That is very informative. I'm just going to make an observation. People, until you have contracts, don't want to pay their IT engineers the gold boxes. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's really a good thing. Yeah. Right. The person who does it. Medicaid waivers and, and private, um, but does Medicare have any kind of payment for day, the daycare type funding so, treatment or treatment? So it's it's not it's treatment. Not right. So Medicare would be more like your health insurance, where Medicaid is meant to cover benefits. So Medicaid, a waiver, will cover things like day support and transportation and supported yes. employment and uh, your housing benefits, they're, they're totally separate. So someone that only has Medicare then would not qualify, that's what you're saying. They may or they may not, depending on the scenario. Uh, it's, it's a huge bubble box, this yeah. question that you just asked. Uh, but the Medicaid waiver wait lists right now, this, if you've got... If Medicaid gives much more benefits, than Medicare that we would they're, get they're for totally 30 years. Yeah, they're totally different benefits. So the Medicare yeah. waiver wait list, that's going to do things like pay for active services, yeah, yeah. help with housing, and help with the 
those sorts of scenarios where yeah. Medicare is going to have to go to see your doctor. Okay. Okay. Thanks again. Well, can I uh, give you an assignment? Yeah, sure. Sure. I think some people would like to go, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I learned a lot. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you, Todd. Very nice. Very nice. Amazing. Really interesting. volunteer services um, that is um, our day job is to support um, just the area agency on aging but we kind of can't help ourselves <laughs> and being a resource to the rest of the department um, but we have in this last year transitioned uh, from to a new user uh, database I inherited uh, a database that was I was told by one of my last colleagues is a dinosaur and I'm like oh be careful um, but it was um, not cloud-based, a lot of work that we had to do uh, behind the scenes um, over the years. And so now the service um, that we want to share with you is actually called service. It's like the word service, like serving others, but it's service with a C. And it stands an acronym that stands for Community um, Engagement Registration and Volunteer Information System. So it's a, it's a mouthful. Um, but over the last decade, so the last 10 years, um, I have been analyzing and trying to make the switch to the cloud base. And it was a very daunting task for someone who is not IT related. And I thought, this will either make or break. <laughs> so let's go. Let's jump right in with both feet. So during COVID, we had a lot of time to do research. And what we found through the annual surveys, which I know you all received from me early on, whether it's like February, March, we always ask for feedback from you. And with that, about 90% of the volunteers over the last three, four years, um, even prior to COVID, said, yes, I'd like to apply online. And about 60% of them said, I'd like to do my hours either on my phone or on the computer. Well, when we made that transition, it became a little different. Um, but one thing that's really exciting is that people want to hear about more one-time opportunities. When I say we're sort of a support for the rest of the department, um, some of our lovers of the trails have been wanting to get out and do the work that's at Hal and Bernie Hansen. Um, the Latino Festival that just happened at Douglas Community Center. Some volunteers who've expressed interest, they want to know about those one-time opportunities. So this platform allows for that, and I think you'll find um, that it's helped us streamline um, efficiency, not only for the volunteers, but also paid staff. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Andy, I wanted to have you kind of share with us that we just got done with a five-week rollout. So all of the senior centers, we saw a lot of you. And if you've ever seen Lakeisha teach, say it all. <laughs> you can hear Lakeisha teach. You say it. <laughs> We're like, pay attention to us. But Lakeisha, we had our home-delivered meals. But um, I thought we'd have Andy talk a little bit about sort of the phases that we have and the rollout. 
and then we'll have questions from you, um, answer any questions. Yeah, so I came on board um, pretty recently after they adopted service, and so it was hit the ground running. Um, and looking at how the system was working, they had the opportunity to use um, QR code sign-ins. And so I thought, you know what, let's take this to the next step and implement that into the senior centers. And so that's what Deb and I spent uh, five weeks rolling out. We're anticipating um, a little bit of pushback. It's a change, it's technology, it's something different. Um, we got the new iPad 10s to use. This is what it looks like. It's either on a desktop model or a standing kiosk. Um, and what we wanted to do, it was multifold. We wanted to reduce our paper waste. We were going through literal rings with 700 volunteers every month. Um, and not every volunteer is doing hours every month. So we were just wasting a lot of paper. Um, but we also wanted to um, incorporate some metrics trackings within this system. And so that part is kind of the next phase of making sure we're really honing in on getting people to sign in and sign out daily or every time that they're volunteering. Some of you have all <laughs> tried it for us. Um, and so this was very successful. Our five weeks, we had some great stories. A lot of, uh, one of our favorites is um, we had a volunteer come in and go, I'm not, I'm, no, no, not doing it. I can't, I can't do this. This is too much. And then she goes, she takes a call on her Apple Watch. <laughs> and then she comes back and we're like if you can do that you'll be right and then so usually what we heard is after um, trying it and testing it we heard that it was progressive that was it that's what we have to do super easy so i think it was a lot of just um not knowing or or, or not understanding kind of how simple the system was going to be so um now that we've got that rolling we are going to start with other systems and that service has to offer. So for our HDM program, especially our home delivered meals program, um, we are looking at doing scheduling, which will reduce. So we have independent living facilities that we service and they're still on paper. They're not a manned facility. So we didn't want to put an iPad in those buildings. Um, but we still want to provide a really great service for our volunteers and take away that little tiny bit of extra paper. So we are looking at um, training Tim, who is part of the HDM team, getting him onto this uh, scheduling system within service, and then it will automatically record those hours for those volunteers. After that, we are Good looking... Baby, can I just type yeah, him? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I've been asked as we do volunteer orientation is, can I like go online and I wake up in the morning and I'm super excited about, I have a day it's free and I want to do a home deliver meal route at least for, can I just go on and schedule? And the answer is, so, not now, but later. Um, and so what, when we roll out, it's just there, we just have to switch them up. We've kind of been testing it at Bellas South because we only have, two routes, whereas at the other centers, we have four, and at Leesburg, we have five routes. So you're gonna, if we make some mistakes, they're gonna be big mistakes. So we thought, let's start where there's a small number, and it's working pretty well, but they'll be able to go online. And do any of you volunteer at other places or like um, locations where you can go and schedule yourself or sign up for a shift? That's what it's gonna be, that you can go in and log in and sign up for that. 
and then you'll get a little reminder. Um, and so that'll be the next transition. So I just wanted to share it. So folks are asking that now, the folks that are retiring are used to that. I know a Boulder Crest where I volunteer, um, at Interfaith, wait, wait, this way, um, that's what they use. I don't, you know, I don't talk to anybody when I schedule my routes or not routes, volunteer shifts. I go right in and I schedule myself um, and I get reminders and then I can also take myself off that shift if it doesn't work out because I got a conflict or something. But that's where we're moving towards and Tim is really excited and he's ready. He's waiting. He was just waiting for it. We had to do the rollout first before we could. It's like it's it builds on itself. So thanks Absolutely. for letting me know. It's a, that's a big trend that's happening with our newly retirees. Um, they've got time on their hands. They don't really know what to do with themselves and they want it or, or they're just like, we just want to get back. We, we're ready. It's time. I still want to be a part of my community. And so um, having that flexibility to jump in and jump out, uh, but still be reliable on our end is exactly what they're looking for. So, um, yes, me. Are you saying that, so with our badges, if I taught at Dulles South, mm -hmm. I could still use my same badge and sign in there. Yep. Everything would be the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. the only caveat, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The only caveat to that is just you need to let us know if you're going to be at a different center because each center is signed in on their iPad for their center. I got you. So we'll just add the opportunity to your roster and offer. Okay. And can, can you do this online as well? This <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. You can, you can sit at home and pick which one of you. I figured that out. With you and Mike already, you guys are ahead of the trend of doing the online um, and making that transition. And anyone, just for their normal hours, if they're already used to doing it that way, they still have the opportunity to love their hours that way as well. Absolutely. Um, so then phase five, we're looking at expanding our background, uh, doing background checks for vulnerable populations. And so for especially our home delivered meals programs, those volunteers are going up to or into briefly other people's homes. So we want to make sure that we're covering all bases there. And because, uh, LIDCAP, the Medicare program, I think, um, Trisha, correct me, was it two, three years ago that the state said to us, you, they mandated that we had to have background checks. And so we've had to kind of scramble and work with HR but now within the system, we just have to flip the switch. We, we've got on this phase, we've got to do a lot of research and we're working with our assistant director, Miley Neal, who is mm. um, very familiar with background checks on volunteers in former position. And we're just, we need to put a proposal together that I would propose to Trisha that, to take it to Jenny, to work through in the system. And then bottom line, we have to find funding for it as well. So this is a, um, it's a best more research phase, um, but also we may be able to really support Mary Lou and her team <clears> with that by cap, um, as well as meeting that mandate. Um, so and that's kind of the idea to service like Deb said before. Yes, we're using it for the AAA and supporting our volunteers, our 700 volunteers within the program, but we also want to reach out and if it can service other people and other teams, we absolutely want to do that too. Uh, and then the, the not last phase, but the sort of the next chunk phase after that is um, texting. So we understand that a lot of people and volunteers like reminders through texting. 
Um, and especially again for a home delivered meal program, which is, is a big program, 50, over 58,000 meals were delivered last year. I um, can't wait to see what the numbers are for this year. Um, but we want to be able to communicate. So what we're doing is we're trying to break down some of those barriers to our volunteers so that we can get information back and forth in an easy way and meet them where they are. Not everyone's an email person. I'm a text person. I despise my emails. Um, I'm a phone person. She's a phone person. So we just want to meet our volunteers where they're at, and this program can do that. We didn't want to throw everything at once at them, so we broke it down to phases and looking at it sort of from an importance perspective. And we might be able to roll some of these phases together. So, um, and so we just want to wrap up with, I know over last October, we did the conversion from the old database to the new database. So anybody who had volunteer hours in 2022 at that time came over. I still have access to the old and we've had probably, what about 30, 35 more folks are coming back from COVID and we're still able. So if you know of anybody who used to volunteer and we get pinged a lot when we're in the centers, they absolutely do not have to go back and go through the system and do an application and references. We can move them over if it's been within the last five years. So about 2018, um, prior to that, I usually, I'm going to ask for a new application and references. So I've heard some mumblings about that so, and misinformation. So you can help me be those eyes and ears and clarify that, but <laughs> more so have them talk to the staff at the centers or give us a call and they don't need to meet to remember our names. Just call the main number, ask for the volunteer lady, and you will land on one of our desks always. We get all of the volunteer calls from oh. the entire building and then we ship them off um, to other places when it makes it easy. But check your emails. Um, to answer your question, Linda, there, if you, if folks have already, um, so in November we said, please update your profile because we didn't make everybody go in and do all the information. I converted it all over. I had years of service came over, um, volunteer jobs we had to add. But then in about um, August time, you got some emails with some YouTube videos, um, our star um, YouTube, but what do you call it? Star? So when we end up here today, what we'd like to do is swap out your badges. <laughs> it's like, I know Lakeisha and Tony, you already have the, and the, and the and QR code on the back. But if you don't have it, we've got new badges. We'll do this at the end. And we'll have you practice long and long it out, but we'll save it to the end of the meeting. Um, but we've got handouts for you too on all that. We'll we'll pass around. Um, but Linda, question? Yeah, I mean, just think I don't want to forget the um, if 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 you're doing volunteer, oh, crap. <laughs> okay, if you're doing um, volunteer in a commission, okay, that's a new purview, right? So how um, you can't do it on kiosks. So we have two dedicated iPads that we're just finishing setting up um, that we will have here. And so we will provide one for you. I mean, other commission. I'm just saying like, oh, sorry. Like, oh. No, yeah, not just this, but I'm like. Which other yeah, commission can you use? I'll just give you an example. Okay. Mm -hmm. The disability commission uh -huh. that's under the board of supervisors. You know, there are a lot of people that we're all volunteers doing that. So mm -hmm. how to just do it on the computer? 
you're not going to have these kiosks everywhere, you know, every meeting. So are you served, just to make sure, are you serving on the disabilities board? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay. When you do see that chairperson or that staff, like um, Trisha is the staff liaison yeah. for the commission. Yeah. Um, so see that person and they collect hours a certain way. This is uh, not a county wide. I know that's another thing that the county system. thinks that. I know when I was running solo that I run the whole county volunteer program. I'm like, oh boy, no, I'm I'm busy enough with the the life of well, probably before COVID we had 900 volunteers, but we're back to about 710 right now. So it's um, but when yeah, so see them. Um, maybe down the road the county will look at what a wonderful program service is. Um, we and we just to kind of give you a little background. Um, Emma and I, my colleague prior to and um, Andy, we surveyed and interviewed 10 companies, and then we had 20 criteria out of 100. We had 20 criteria, it must be in this program. We narrowed it down to three, and we had all three give us demos. We went on as users, we interviewed three references wow. for each one of those places. And service was not the most expensive, but it was the most user friendly. And um, I was like, remember when I talked to you about that sink or swim? I was like, boy, I'm either going to go down in flames and it's going to be a fun ride, or it's going to be a fabulous system. And that's why we didn't roll the kiosk out that first year, because I wanted to make sure that I had the best system. And I knew July 1, when our new fiscal year hit, I had a system that really worked. It was, it, it gave me the performance measures. Um, I mean, it, it's rock solid. It is working for us. Um, sure, there's some speed bumps, but we are finding <laughs> solutions for those. It, it just took a little time and working with the staff and the volunteers. Um, and so we're pretty excited and we're excited because we've been testing it with the parks and a couple of the community service uh, centers. And so we're seeing, we're hearing some pretty good feedback. So slowly but surely, we're hoping to help support um, the rest so Jenny and you know Trisha can say to stay here about pain points in other divisions that this program down the road will be able to support them. Um, and who knows, maybe the department will have a department-wide volunteer program in this um, hopefully service. Um, but we're pretty excited because we're locked in with service at the rate that we pay for ever. They never, they're never going to raise the rate. Oh, Which, and, the, and the big thing for me was they never raise the rate, even with I don't have to pay for the clothes. And the other ones yeah. I had to. So we're pretty wow. excited about That's excited awesome. about that. They're, um, super, they're super just with that. They're super great. They're um, I'm like, they're either going to hate me and stop answering my questions because how many things, suggestions I send in. <laughs> Or they'll fire me. I'm not sure which. Not that I'm here. Hopefully not the second. They're very responsive. So we have seen a lot of immediate implementation. So it is just a great, they did a great job. So I've done this, but what happens when you forget to scan out? Because that happens. Okay, good. I'm your fail safe. Yeah. Okay, okay, so we email you. No, do we? I check the system in the back end and I log out anyone who's forgotten to log out. Oh. And then I adjust your hours accordingly. Oh, thanks for doing that. Wow. <laughs> but that, so that admin on my end, just to kind of um, take care of the people who have forgotten to do that, doesn't take me half as long as it does to uh, 
entering election to work. So, so there are many uh, of us who volunteer our time and effort at locations that are not established locations, that are not sure. community centers, sure. like going to visit with the parish priest or mm -hmm. the 50 plus club or other things. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, or just, uh, so we uh, attending like the transportation yeah. advisory board. So we have a, um, we have a, there's two ways we can handle that. The next time that you check in for the COA, yeah. um, we have an impact tracking. So when you're signing back out again, it will ask you if you work any hours at home or extra hours. And that's where you No false step. We've already done that. With <laughs> um, I'm already caregiving for one. <laughs> So we'll um I can address it through those impact tracking or you can always feel free to email me or teams me if you're on uh, if you're internal, but um just email me and let me know how many hours and what month okay. and I'll pop it in for you. Okay. So we don't really need a badge if most of our work is just coming here or doing work out of the community. Is that correct? You don't really know. If it's one more thing in your house that you're just going to get in the way. Okay. So, but if you do you have you your parents, I do. Andy? Yeah. So some of the things we might volunteer for aren't actually recognized within this program. So are you saying that you just count volunteer hours? As long as it's not, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what you're So the, our, our system, the COA, we're asking that we, uh, we actually, I have to ask Deb or I have to ask Trish the actual answer on that. But as far as I know, we're lot, we're tracking AAA hours, but I think the first, I missed the question. Well, so like he said, the transportation, but that's not a AAA thing, right? He's there presenting that. If you are there in the role of um, to advocate on behalf of your board of supervisors, your aide, or you're there to spread a message about COA, even to prepare the minutes or you know correspond anything to do with COA, that should be logged. Now, don't you don't have to go in every single time? Like it's you know every day you do something with your supervisor, but just you know kind of. Air on the side of caution, but like, hey, this week I spent two hours. Go in and log two hours on that Friday. Um, you know, don't don't drive. You know, I don't need it to be. You know, there is a, like the badge isn't a, like an electric. Remember the old fashioned yeah. boom, boom, you know, the time cards that we used to do. Well, that that's what your badge is. It's a swipe in, swipe out. Um, however, so that's one option you have, and what I've handed out to you is we've shown you how to do the sign-in, sign-out kiosk, and at the end of the session, if anybody who wants to announce we will get you a badge. I apologize, there's only one person responsible for you not having a badge, and that's me. So, we got you one today. I even have your name on it for you with your QR code, so I apologize for that. Um, the other one is that you can go online like Dr. Uh, Linda and, and Mike have been doing when we rolled out the profiles that you can go in and log in your hours because you do have to have your email and you do have to have your passcode and that's been a little, some hiccups for some folks that you got to remember that and some iPhones remember it and sometimes they don't what is my password 
And so it can be, but it's kind of easier on the computer, isn't it? Because it saves it. Phones are kind of quirky with the Wi-Fi's and, but we've also shown you if you'd like to, because one of the things you'll see me in the center, someone will walk up to me and say, Tony, um, how, how long have I, you know, how long have I been here as a volunteer? And I'll be like, oh, a great question, but let me, and I'll pull out my paper, I always have a little pad, let me write, I'll get back to you, I'll send you an email, you want me to email, or you'll call me, and then I'm like this, oh, wait, hang on a second, and then I'm able to pull up the um, service right on my phone, wow. it's cloud-based. So, whew, it has been a, it's been a lifesaver. Plus, I feel like I'm providing better service um, just because I'm answering your question right then and there if it works out. Um, but the thing that we're pretty excited about is the staff is finding it to be more efficient. Um, from a volunteer team, we all, even though there was an online application, you could do it through I behind the scenes, it was this platform called iForms, which the county is kind of going away with that. So I needed to get off of it quick before they shut them. But I still had to take that application and those references and all of the hours, and they had to be manually put in. And it was very time consuming and a lot of wasted paper. Um, and so it just it, the efficiencies there. What I'm really excited about, and I shared with Trisha, is that and Deborah Williams, as I also support, you know, a lot of volunteers are at the senior centers, um, is that we're now tracking on paper this month and next month um, performance measures, and they keep track of how many people, like Linda, how many people are in your class. You either have to, someone checks your room right, or right. you go up and you tell them, right? Well, now Linda puts in, I have 15 people in my meditation class. Lakeisha, you put in, you know how it asks you that question when you log out. How many people were in sale today? Oh. So we're tracking paper yeah. and yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. what is this? service. And I yeah, probably shouldn't say this, but I guarantee you, I'm probably the numbers are going to be higher with the instructor doing it right then and there. Um, because there's really yeah, so I'm excited to watch that. So for performance measures, um, I'm excited for Trisha and, and Jenny to have really solid um data um so but that's gonna be it's really nice for the todd trumps because he's in front of you um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm to leave all the candles and the soap and the, uh, like, i have two dog great dogs we need some of those for their stockings <laughs> no okay so what if you have to have a bed you have to have all this like if, you, if somebody wants to volunteer, do they have to go through what we went through to volunteer at, uh, let's say, uh, a senior center, like if advisory board? That's a good example. Mm -hmm. Is everybody there considered a volunteer? So that how do you advisory really, board how do you is, to do that? Yeah, advisory board is really unique. Um, yeah. If according to our policy and procedures, so um, they are their own nonprofit. 501c3 so now even is that correct Ashburn yeah. is their own 501c3 so that was the yeah. one I accepted except for but now they're their own 501c3 so you can be and I'll use Lakeisha as a good example you can be an advisory board member at that center and not be registered with the parks and rec program however you can't do anything you, you can't go volunteer in the kitchen right. front desk the minute she steps oh. out of that role 
Um, so it's very rare. Most people are in the center enjoying it, a member, a volunteer, and then they join the advisory board because they're committed and want to be part of it. But I have a handful who you don't have to be a member. I'm sorry, you don't have to be a volunteer with our program, but we also have to keep a watchful eye that they, they can't volunteer outside of that box. But Linda, we, last month yeah. in our meeting, yeah. we decided that it was best for them to be volunteers. Remember, we had We're to work out, yeah, to get into the yeah. program to volunteer because we have events. You're right. So it makes sense. Well, that that's a good point. Hubby decided he was going to be on the, well, he got, he's on the advisory board of Cascade. Okay. So, but he, he, he just wants to do that for right now. But, it, but then he helps out at a dance or whatever. Right. He's so, a volunteer, right? I, okay, so I'm, I told him he needs to go through this book. But somebody else should tell people. I mean, there should be. So I should have handed him an application when, when I saw you in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I'll watch outside my door. We try and keep those as best yeah. we can, yeah. and we um we set up groups on Teams, and so we communicate with the senior centers regularly to remind them, like, hey, don't forget. Okay. Um, and we like to onboard those. I did one yesterday. Uh, lovely woman. She's on the advisory, newly on the advisory board, but she was thinking about doing some other volunteering. So we just wrapped her in. It doesn't hurt for us to do that. Oh. Um, and then we, we call them officially official at that point. So okay, we do like to know that yeah. we would like to count those hours. It, mm -hmm. A lot of our volunteers are like, I do it because I like it. Yeah. We love that. That's what we want yeah. first, yeah. but we also want to be able to show the county, show you guys what our volunteers are up to. Well, mm -hmm. they I'll leave this with you in, um, February, Friday, February 23rd. Yes. So make, make sure you mark that down. We are going to have what's that? Oh, did I say 23? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So did you enjoy the party? Oh, oh, February 23rd. Thank you. I was like, wow. I really said 23rd. So, February, Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Thank you for the clarification. At the lodge. We're going to be having a recognition, volunteer recognition party for you. Oh, nice. um, they were, their backs were, if you looked over the backs of them, the, the lodge was over mm -hmm. in that meadow. Is it signpost to say the lodge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's signpost. It's a cross Yeah, it's a county's first beautiful special event venue. If you Google the lodge, it will give you but there's nothing like a good party to clean up your database. So I'm looking forward to that. So we have a time on this? Um, two o'clock. But most everybody will start arriving at 115. Just really quick time. So are you available to take pictures? Yes. He's the only volunteer I am allowed to volunteer at the volunteer recognition that we love to So you said you have seven hundred and ten volunteers and you were to start or you've already started with the background checks? Um, so the background checks will probably 
First of all, we have to find funding, but we're doing some research. Um, each volunteer position will be classified as high or, yeah, we'll have three tiers, high or low, and there'll be a medium tier. But high right now is um, anybody who's in contact outside of working one-on-one -on -one or has access to confidential information. So right now, that is our home deliver meal client to observing your recipients. Yes. And, um, as well as our Medicare, the BICAP, the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like that CBS and I always never remember drug tests and alcohol yeah. background, all the trainings. It's, it's they all turn into eligible Yeah. Speaking but, of uh, uh, acronyms and all, service again means what? C um, is community engagement. engagement, registration, and then there's an and sign, um, volunteer information system. So basically, you guys know Sign Up Genius or any kind of... Yeah, that's what no, Sign Up Genius is the community engagement oh, registration and any database that you've ever worked with, track it, volunteer report or anything, that's the volunteer information system. So it's nicely these two systems combined, which is also saving the county a, a huge amount of money that we've been spending um, to have those services. Um, so any other questions? I think you're going to have a big agenda. We'll do badges at yeah, the end. Yes. So. Just want to say thank you both for doing this. It's very important that I'm documenting the hours. I don't, and, every, and the Board of Supervisors always impressed when you come up with that check and say, here's yes. yeah. you know, how yes. much we... Uh, the term is not saved. I had an accountant tell me. The value you, of service. Now, yeah, yeah. That's it didn't yeah. Save, but uh, that, that's always impressive. So it's really important. And uh, thank you for, and it's, oh. and it's going to be hard. Anytime you change over to I mean, I've been through this in the military and all that. When we change over our personnel system, well, it's sit first, standard installation, division, personnel, and reporting for people. And you can never change it. That was a problem. You put an error in, now you would know it. So there's always some glitch, but thank you. Yeah. For both. I think it's really important. Well, I, I, in front of all of you, I'd like to thank. Yeah, um, thank Andy. Yeah. Services um, received 57 new investigations, um, and we had 93 that were carried over. So there was a total of 150 for the month. Um, and if you remember, the previous Thank month. You. Thank you. Yeah. I can also vouch my dog loves those. Pictures. For October. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as I was saying, there was a total of 150 cases. Again, we have um, seven investigators. 
and that's a little bit mm -hmm. of an uptick from 141 the previous month. Um, we, 56 investigations were completed in the month. Um, so that, that means that we um, finished the investigation, made a disposition, that kind of thing. 10 of the new investigations were required a 24-hour response. So there was, we had to go out and, and see the individual within 24 hours. Um, and one of the new investigations was a Two were facility investigations, so um, nursing facilities. Okay. Any, any comments, questions? Is it just a new, is that like, it, are these trending numbers uh, going up, down, kind of the same? Um, just curious. They're kind of going up um, overall um, throughout the year. They've, they've been pick up um, a little bit, I think, back. We had. 145, 141, and now 150. Okay. That would do to send us the chart, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's listen. Those are awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, if she could get a copy, she would. Uh, that would answer. Okay. Of those. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Are you doing mandated reporter training for community? Yes, we are working on getting those um, set up. We want to do some more. What is that? So that's training for people who are mandated by um, the profession, whether um, medical professionals or things like that, people that are mandated to report to Adult Protective Services, um, training on what their responsibility is and, and how to report. And will you be doing those by request or will you be doing outreach to let people know that they're mandated reporters and I think that we were going to do um, a, sort of like an outreach and have um, centralized places that we're going to be doing that. But if there's some, if there's someone that would like that, just let me know and I can let them know. So do you know when you'll be I don't know. I can find out. Okay. Any other questions, Bob? Okay. Thank, Thank you, you Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, 2023 project update. Mike, do you want to? Yes, Faith, are you still there? Faith? Yes. Okay. Any questions? I've I've been neglecting. I'm sorry. Any any comments or concerns? Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks. So um, this will be the last one for the year, obviously, uh, for the uh, update. And uh, I did talk to uh, Director Torpy uh, a couple weeks ago just to find out what the latest is. And actually, there wasn't a whole lot of progress. Uh, the spam, and I found out at, at the event that the, they, the parks had submitted a lot of requests all at the same time. So they lumped this one in with other. And so that's what's taking so long. And I know that uh, playing and uh, billing the folks who have to approve these are just overwhelmed, right? Spam? Yeah, what is spam? Uh, special. Uh, the special 
something. It's a request to uh, a modification. Yes, yes. If it's any time that you're doing a change to a comprehensive plan or a change to a site, you know, the, the, the parts, uh, because in our particular case with this, um, since they were actually changing the design around where they were going to put the uh, benches and that sort of thing, they had to submit a request to be so able to a permit, special permit, yeah. maybe or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right, the change. I'm sorry, I used it in the way it was. And as far as the uh, actual uh, amenities are concerned, uh, he said that uh, none has arrived. And then he just made a comment that uh, a lot of the playground equipment uh, for the whole parks has not come in. It's delayed, and he didn't express a reason why, but just said that it hasn't been. Um, and then the final thing is, you all know, Nicole left, and she is now working in Vienna. And so uh, Thomas Schoenauer, I, I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly, but uh, he is the park manager at Evelyn Hansen. And so he's a really super guy. If you've never met him, he's just, I mean, jovial, friendly, whatever you want to say. He really helped us out a lot by having his, his folks uh, help us get set up with the, uh, uh, with the event. So he is going to be able to work in that. He'll be working that until uh, they actually assign somebody to work the project. So, um, the last thing is I got a really nice uh, thank you note from Dallas. And uh, so, what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, is I'm going to start a slideshow that um, are some pictures from that were taken by Parks. I couldn't find them in our last meeting. And so, uh, I uh, went back and actually did find them. And uh, we'll just let these play while I read the thank you note that works for you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful day, too. Cooler. Lord, explain the big sound. Wonderful. So, um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> dear Mike, I feel like I didn't adequately express my thanks and gratitude to you and the Commission agent at the Century Trail event. Thank you for your kind words during your speech. Everyone did a great job keeping the certificate presentation a surprise. This experience has been the highlight of my ten and a half years working for Loudoun County. I owe you and the Commission on Aging for uh, bringing a dementia-friendly, accessible trail to life. Thanks to each of you for providing a wonderful destination in our parks for families living with the dementia diagnosis, as well as others with accessibility challenges to enjoy and thrive. With gratitude, Celia. So that's a very nice, very awesome. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can see the lodge right behind it. I think a big bonus was I had uh, Chair Randall, okay. and, and mm -hmm. she had a personal experience with uh, Asia. Yeah. Yes, with her mom. That was that was a good bonus. Mike, can we get that picture? You can. Yes, I can uh, email it to you or oh, I love that. give it to Terry. You guys can have any of them. So this was 
I didn't take these pictures. The uh, lady that takes pictures at parks took them, and there's 125 pictures I just pulled out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like the Okay. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. Well, thank you. That was very nice. Very nice, Mike. Thank you. Okay. The next uh, item is approval of the minutes of our past meeting. Everybody got a copy. We're going to take a quick look at the video. Second. Oh, you're already okay. You're already ready. Yeah. Linda, okay. you motion. You made the motion. Um, and Nancy, second. Okay. Can I uh, make a comment? Um, at the last meeting, I. I was not at the commission meeting. However, I was at the. Um, oh yeah. The um, scam jam. Spam 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 jam scam jam and also represented COA there. So um, I think it should still be counted that I was participating as a COA member at an AAA event, an AARP event which I would like to comment on the event. Um, it was sensational. Um, it was just jam-packed with people, and yet it was so organized. Um, vendors, very important vendors everywhere. Deb Ressler and her husband had a table that from the sheriff's department that was great. Uh, we had AAA table, AARP table, Medicare table, um, all kinds of information and resources for the community, and people loved it. Um, so it was an absolutely, and Leslie, thank you, it was an absolutely, and Patricia and everybody that was part of it, it was an absolutely fabulous event. Um, so I can tell the community really enjoys and is grateful for all the resources that were provided. The speakers were great. It was a fabulous event. I was very proud to be part of that. Good. Yeah, I, I, I think some, well, there was a scheduling conflict, but that sounded like something we really, really should go to. So maybe we could add um, a comment, uh, amend the minutes to read that uh, Samaya was at the uh, Spam jam. 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 Spam and chairman's report, I think that's me. All right. Um, first of all, uh, uh, I'll be, uh, well, thank everybody for all your time. Uh, this, as Richard said, this is uh, probably our, it'll be our last meeting. I uh, don't know if uh, we'll, we'll be back again next year, but. Um, it's, they've all worked very hard, and uh, I learned a lot. I know that, and uh, thank uh, Linda for bringing in the, the guests um, today. And, and uh, I thought I knew what, what Echo was, but I really they, they really expanded. It's really good. So thank you. And uh, everybody on the staff has uh, been, been great anytime we need anything, and especially Terry. Uh, uh, um, 
for the minutes. Triple, oh, thank triple you. A staff is and wonderful. Staff. Thank, thank you guys you. so much for your service. Yeah. You guys and, are great. Um, the next next week, I'm going to be sharing the NVAN meeting with uh, Leslie Saltz, uh, since uh, Loudoun County is the uh, owner for that meeting. So I think it's going to be a Zoom Zoom kind of meeting. Okay. And happy holidays, everybody. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, uh, Leslie, Christmas, Kwanzaa. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's already the end of the year. A lot of things don't see each other. Okay. So I've finished my report. Okay. Yep. I have just a few things. A couple big things and a couple other things as well. Um, I don't remember if I made the announcement at the last meeting that Leslie Cat was promoted to Elder Resources Program yes. Manager. Yay. Great news for us. And we also opened up a position, um, her old position. We are going to start hiring for that, or interviewing for that. And Leslie can speak more on that. Um, and I did mention, I believe, at the last um, meeting that we did fill the case manager position with Aaron Nesbitt, who is in our group. Yes, which is always good news. Uh, we have put in um, in our budget round that we just somewhat completed, we have put in for two. Triple um, A positions. One is uh, the aging program specialist, and that position primarily does information and referral. They're the first point of contact for seniors that need any type of information. Um, right now, Mary Jane Barney Butler, if you know her, she fills that role and she's very, very busy. And the other position is an activity assistant at the Mac Brownell Adult Day Center. They're running on some pretty slim staffing and they're needing to get people off the wait list and increase their staffing. So those are the two positions that for AAA that we have in for. It's a bit of a process, takes quite a few months to hear if those positions will be approved. We typically don't uh, get the final approval until approximately April. Sometimes we have little hints before that, but it is a long process. Um, so then we have two other things that are pretty big news. Um, one is we were approved after elections um, for a new ADC, Adult Day Center, to be built. Yeah, so that's pretty big news. Um, <laughs> it will be in the dullest South, South Riley, Brambleton, that area. Um, we don't know where yet. Um, the plan, what happens is <coughs> currently it's projected for his design and land acquisition beginning in FY fiscal year 25, which starts July 1st. So then we'll begin the process of acquiring the land. Um, and determining where it will be and the design of the new center. Then construction will begin approximately in fiscal year 27 with completion approximated in fiscal year 28. So this will be a probably a fairly big 
center, pretty heavily populated area. So that's exciting. That'll take a lot of input and expertise from people already in the ADCs and what you know what we could do different or do better or do more of. Mm -hmm. So then our next different topic, but our next big news that I think Richard might be happy to hear. I know you'll be happy. Okay. I'm excited to even say it. Um, Leslie and I have decided to work on implementing a friendly caller telephone reassurance program. Ooh, like this was something Rich kind of championed for several years. He brought it to the table and we just didn't have the staffing or we weren't able to bring it forward. Um, until now, we decided to let's do it. Let's go ahead with this. Okay. So it's going to be a big project. It's going to take us probably about six months, maybe. Um, and we're working with US Aging, who is, I don't know, how would you describe them? The, so they're, um, they were the, the National Association of Area Agencies on Aging. So they're the association for all of the AAAs across mm -hmm. the country. Right. And they're going to be helping us um, design and implement the program. It's going to take a lot of volunteers because it's going to be a volunteer-based program because we don't have the staff. They, there will be staff overseeing and you know helping and coordinating, um, but it will be a volunteer-based service that Deb and Andy are, will be heavily involved in. I've kind of dropped hints to them, but yeah. we haven't met or anything. Um, so it's just in the very, very beginning stages that we're kind of researching and you know, figuring out how we're going to bring it about. And we're hoping to implement it in hopefully May or June of next year. So we knew Rich would be happy because oh, he had mm -hmm. spoken very highly of this type of program many times. What's the vision of it look like? What? Well, we're hoping that, you know, there's different models that you can look at. And ours, we're hoping to be more of kind of a social visiting you know, through the phone to keep help people help prevent myself social yeah. isolation mm -hmm. and check in with people. Um, right. So pairing up a volunteer with a person in the community and they would be there. Um, one option is that they would call them daily mm -hmm. and they would have that would be their person. Um, there are other models like wellness checks and if someone mm -hmm. then doesn't answer, then they contact law enforcement. We're not doing that type of program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. The, the second step, uh, if they don't answer, then contact a uh, next kin who, who may know where they are. Right, right. Yeah. So there's lots lots of yeah. steps like that yeah. that we may incorporate. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten quite that far yet, but we you know yeah. we want to make it happen. Yeah, so. we have a yeah. 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 yeah, exactly correct. When I was very young, was that 10 or 12 or 17? I worked in London in voluntary services, and we, people didn't have phones as much in the 70s and phones were expensive. So I actually went and I found a lady in bed who had eaten the day when they'd been to sleep. I made her something to eat, we called in, and we got her. Situated, we got somebody, yeah. we got a place somewhere where she could be looked at. Yeah, it's great. save a life. Yeah, so we're excited about it. Um, I won't take up much more time, just wanted to give you the heads up about that. 
Um, and also wanted to thank everyone for your work this year and everything you have done. And maybe just keep in mind over the next month or two, possibly people you'd like to bring in as speakers. We're gonna, you know, that way once we start in January, we can get a schedule, decide on, you know, if there's places we want to go visit, such as Echo or perhaps even an adult day center or the Central Kitchen, or Loud and Hunger Relief. Um, maybe we can you know, incorporate that into the schedule. Um, so just things to think about for next year. Just a few things. One, our open enrollment for BICAP, the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program is, is underway. Um, Mary Lou Wilkins and Jane Bradson um, our spearhead that program and they do such an incredible job with volunteers and ensuring that um, anyone who contacts the AAA needing Medicare help, whether it's changing their prescription drug plan, enrolling in Medicare, they're just continuing to do Medicare counseling um, during that time, uh, they get the help that they need. And um, I just learned this being in this position, but Mike Wilkins had created this database um, this incredible database for the Medicare volunteers. Um, I mean, he designed it and implemented it, and mm -hmm. that's what they use. Manager is going to be at 
at the new site upon COVID relief, and we'll be meeting with seniors um, who may need assistance with other things if they need assistance with food and nutrition, then it's likely that they'll need assistance with other things. So they'll be there to help. Um, and that's a new exciting thing that we're doing. Where are we? Allowing hunger at the new site. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, yeah. the lady that came, the, the speaker from for um, representing both the Commission on Aging and the AAA. And she gave a fabulous welcome at the Scam Jam for us. Um, and we just really appreciate that she was willing to, to be there. So thank you. And that was just to give you some background on that event. We had no control over the date. Um, it was actually at a different time and then it was changed. And um, when AARP approached me about about hosting Scam Jam in Loudoun. It was the first time that they have, we've had this event here, and there were many different sites that we looked at, um, but Ashburn Senior Center, we thought this would be a great fit, and it was, they really delivered. Their staff was excellent in making sure that, um, that everything ran smoothly. Uh, we had meals. Special thanks also to Ron, who prepared um, 175 meals for all of the attendees. Um, so all of the, the people who attended got to experience what uh, a meal uh, would be like. So um, anyway, thank you, Samia. Thank you. It was an honor. And the meal was delicious, by the way. The barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it was good. very good. <laughs> so, um, and that's all I have. What was the feedback that from for the PMJ? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, excellent. Excellent feedback. Oh, did they share? The yeah, they did. Um, I to remember that was like three events ago. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was very good feedback. I did have one question about the telephone reassurance program. Is that a program that you can consider bringing back to the COA for us to provide input? If, if you know, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 like we're. We're and really just starting. Process, they haven't yeah. even. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. We're replicating. So U.S. Mm -hmm. Aging, their staff have lots of experience with mm -hmm. this type of program. Um, and actually, years ago, the AAA did have a program like this. Um, I think this was prior to your position. Um, Mary Lou shared this with me. Um, it was, I don't know how many years ago it was, but anyway, it was prior to when Dr. Rossler was here. But it was run. Was it run by volunteers? Like, do you yes. know the details? Yeah. <laughs> so we're happy to bring something like this back. But we're, re we're we'll be replicating it and, and working with Deb, who is an expert with recruiting volunteers and creating descriptions, <laughs> position descriptions. So we'll make sure. And then, of course, we will want feedback from the mission. Thank you for offering. So we used to have a telephone reassurance because I have no documentation. I yeah. have no jobs in my database since 1990. Yeah. Nor any paper. Mm -hmm. I've never heard this before. You know, who shared it with that Mary? You said Mary. Yeah, she can tell you. I think yeah, uh, not it's not zero paperwork or <laughs> maybe it was so small back then and there was not enough technology, like there was an actual computer. But that was part of it. 
Yeah, the RSVP program. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's, that's just yeah. relinquishing the federal funds, but yeah. now I've never had any job in the database. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> that was before there was oh. a day. Well, I think it's an example of uh, synergy. synergy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people meeting together and done all these things come out. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I think uh, I think I like to uh, come up with a new name, a new acronym. You said that Mike is the one to put together the VICAP. So the M, we call it the MWV program. The right no, I'll name the, I'll name the database now. Right. The, the database. Yeah, all right. All right. Like my five cap that comes right. from somewhere. DP then database, right? MWVD. And remind me okay. what year Volunteer Loud and honored you with an outstanding award for that. Three years ago. Is that 2020? Well, no, it's four years ago. So this is the fourth year we used it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was I think it was there when you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, um, this, this um, oh, election day, before election day, I took my mother and for the first time we experienced curbside voting, which is a, a service available to elderly people or disabled people who can't easily. Um, my mother begun to have a lot more difficulty with her mobility in the last couple of years. She's going to be 90 in, ju in June. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's um, And she also recently just got her first rollator. Um, uh, that was pulling teeth. But anyway, we um, we went to the uh, the curbside. I, look, we weren't going to do curbside. We had the rollator with us. We were going in and we saw the button and the sign that said curbside voting here. And uh, so I said, do you want to try it? She said, sure. So we pulled in, we pushed the button, and this very nice man came out, took her information, said to her, you mailed a, a mail-in ballot. She said, well, it hasn't arrived. <laughs> he said, okay. He gave her a form. She filled out that it hadn't arrived. He gave her a ballot. I hopped out and got for first party sample ballot and they handed her a pen and I looked the other way and she was able to vote they put on a clipboard they gave her a clipboard and it was in a folder so it was private I was going to ask and then they put it back in the Put it back in the folder, yeah, take right. it back, and put it through the machine. And they're, they're, they're come they're out with this Yeah, very cool. Now, wouldn't that be considered provisional until they make sure that no, because the provisionals do not go in the machine? They go in a separate envelope, yeah. and then they're, uh, okay. they're counted. Uh, if the mailing would be provisional, but she was physically there. Yeah, she but didn't walk in. They, the they usually have to double check to make sure the mail has never made it. That's all. Just well, making a note of a time because we're running yeah, over yeah. time. And then they just told her to air it up. But, I don't know. She has an honest face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's good. I'm glad it went smoothly. That was, good that was and the, I'm, I'm ecstatic yeah. because I was worried about how difficult it would be as she gets older. But yeah. I don't know if you know anything about immigrant families, but voting is very important. Yeah. Okay. Richard. Richard. Um, I just did some quick research that I'm not going to charge uh, on the growing population in Loudoun County. Please do. Oh, okay. Uh, document your 
2020, uh, we had uh, 33,000 folks over the age of 65, which is projected to 44,000 in 2030 and 46,000 in 2040. Wow. Also growing are the populations. Well, 55 plus is declining because people are entering the 60 plus category. And total population growth in Hudson County is uh, projected, uh, is actually in 2023 over almost 450,000. And uh, the, the growth is now down to 6,000 per year and it's declined from 2014 of over 12,000 per year. So uh, the increase in population is declining, uh, the annual increase but total population continues to grow. So uh, our job is cut out for us yep. here. Mm -hmm. And all the volunteers. Oh, absolutely. Do you have a electronic operation that I can be? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I, in fact, I copied this from the Loudoun County uh, site. It's the Census Bureau Dicentennial, Dicentennial Census Loudoun County Office of Management. Budget yeah. estimate series July. Can you share it with Terry? She could send it. I'm going to say. Okay. No, just have a lot of fun meeting with folks and letting them know. I sent out, I told Mike, I sent out information on Viacast to several large organizations to include our supervisors. So people who need it will use it. Uh, I needed it. and. Uh, several years ago, and have now a very comfortable guy in healthcare program, which uh, you know, has been relying just on Medicare and TRICARE. Now, uh, the Medicare subtraction from Social Security has been reduced, and they provide money every quarter to purchase medications. Um, and uh, you took out an ad this year, and the Blue Ridge left their leader, right? We yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hoping that that will bring in more people from Western Loudoun. Yeah. All right. Richard, Richard, is that considered a gap program or an advantage? Uh, it's an advantage program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And UnitedHealthcare has several. I get Patriot. So can you go to any doctor you want? Or is it more like an HMO? There are doctors that are in network. So you have to. Make sure that your physician is in network. And the only physician who was not in network was our, our dentist. Well, the uh, United Healthcare program did provide dental care. It didn't provide the broad range of dental care that Christine and I need. So I went for another dentist. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Patricia? Okay. This is in order. But when are the submissions due for? To redo to be on this board again? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're open. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, it was in the minute. Yes. I did do did you see that? Yeah, it's you did. Up. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Yeah. Okay. First, second, thank you for everything that you did with the department. I say it all the time. There is no way I would have been able to do that. But you were outstanding. You did a great job, and I Thank just you. appreciate that. Yes, I, it was it was really, yeah, it was, it was Yes, it was everything. Um, 
Sam Jam. I attended. Did you guys see me? I was a parking attendant. training for whistles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long program. those hours? <laughs> um, oh, so um, after this meeting, Mr. Mike and Ms. Faith were meeting to discuss, I guess, our strategy for the follow-up for the 2024 in-band priorities. The three of us are going to reach out and do um, follow-up calls now that um, the election is over. Okay. So that's our plan. Um, are we doing all of Lauden? I know I have Fairfax and Alexandria as well, but I think the three of us are dividing so. up Loudon, right? Okay. And then I went to Loudon Hunger Relief after Isn't it cool? Isn't yeah, it cool? it's very cool. One of the things that I didn't know that they do is they have, when I got there, they had people that were packing just for seniors. And um, there were like six of them mm -hmm. that were packing. And they have someone who comes in and they drive the um, the package, the supplies, the groceries to the seniors, which I thought was really cool that they just have people dedicated just for seniors. The other thing is, you ever been in Costco and where they have like the eggs and the milk in that big cold room? Yeah. They have one there. No, they do. Oh, which that's is cool. really awesome. Um, and they kind of just house the the um the groceries in there until they can distribute them. But I thought that that was really cool that they have that there. And um, Trisha showed me what the space was, which was like this much space back. And it's like all this space now. And they have just all this space to house um, other organizations, other nonprofit organizations, which I thought was really awesome. I wore a hard hat when I went with Trish uh, a while back uh, through it had been obviously there was something there, but you know, concrete. But she, it was huge because I went to the old one and I think yeah. for that in comparison, it was oh, like amazing. Yeah. And the other agent, I think it's great that they're doing other agencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that, a great one stop shopping for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it saves people a lot of running around, and especially if you don't have a car. Yep, yeah, and um, oh. My last one. Thank you all for a great year. Yes, thank you. Thank all of you all. It's been a great year. It's been great. Next. Uh, Faith. Don't forget Faith. Oh. Okay. Anthony. Faith. Faith. Okay. Faith. Anything? Faith. Okay. Do you have anything for us? Should probably say bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, happy holidays to you. Okay. Thank you. What? Oh, oh, you are. Oh. Can you
Okay, now I got it. Can, can no, I'm sorry. Can I'm sorry. That? Uh, they're doing a lot of marketing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as uh, the district here uh, in the uh, Rich area, they don't. It's just they're pretty self-sufficient. They don't really. I mean, you might have been doing stuff, but they every time I ask them, they say, "Well, can we help you? Is there something you want to share with us?" <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, they're used to managing a certain way out there. There's, there's a life of people, but. Um, there's uh, there's not a lot of that activity going on in, in there in terms of community things. Um, I think probably what needs to happen is, um, you know, it's a, I don't know, they're, they're very self-sufficient out there, you know, but they, this is self-sufficient, but you know, like, you know, I haven't been, there haven't, I haven't seen that many activities that I need to attend or how poor it would be to do that. It doesn't seem to be that out there. Maybe I should do it. I should just research and find different things, even though they don't let me know about it. <laughs> you know, it's true. They send me. They finally send me the newsletter. You know, finally after all this, all this time. But it'd be interesting to see what happens with now being this little river and having a new, uh, totally new um, supervisor. Doesn't feel like different way of politically looking at things, and um, this person is more social service minded. The one that got elected, then the prior one. So that would definitely be good to see the kind of take off. Yeah. Other than anything else? All right. Yeah, we're getting uh, close to the time we have to leave this room. Uh, but we have one other thing um, the summary uh, report, COA activities. Everybody should have gotten a copy yeah. of this. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, you get a copy? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, and Mike, everybody did a great job uh, in putting yeah, that thing. Thank you uh, very, very much. Okay. But we'll add. Yeah. 
Okay, I think we got that. Yeah. yeah, Kate, that's something that I'm handling because we had already had something in the works in my department. So I really have to work on how we can join the COA with that because I already had something in place internally. So I'm just trying to kind of combine the two. Okay. okay, perfect. I'm happy to help. Yeah, All right, thank you. you. Okay. All right, uh, we're meeting January, January, right? Yes, January. January. Okay. No new business. Okay, looking for a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. 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 All opposed. All favor. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All opposed. Say I resign. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Thank you. Thank happy you. holidays. Happy 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 holidays. Happ